You know what I've been thinking ever since our little machine room debacle? What's that? How does a dusty, nasty old room like that end up under a sparkly brand new building like the Grum Center? Are you going to eat those pickles? Yes. Yeah, and where did that other door go? You mean the door with the sounds coming from it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I heard anything, but I think I did. Oh, there was something on the other side of the door, no question. I pressed my ear up against that. What just happened? Grab your stuff. The water features in the quad have started. There's water everywhere. Oh my gosh, so much water. Come here. Look at that fire hydrant. Water shooting out of everything, Jason. It's your phone over there. It's Mayor Goodway. What do you do when it all hits the fan? My legs! Today we're talking through how to hire an expert when things break, or when you just need help making cooler stuff. Somebody help me! Don't worry about it, it's fine. When should you hire an expert? When should you DIY? All this week on Automation Town. Okay, so where are we going? Westmont, which I think is... That's the back side of the Capitol building. Okay, left here. Whoa, Chad. You're driving an RV. That must be them. Oh my gosh, are those police? Open the window. State your name. I'm, uh, I'm Chad. I'm Jason. Right this way. This isn't ominous at all. You sure this was where the mayor said we should go? It's the Capitol building. I'm pretty sure it was the mayor. Yeah, yeah, there she is. More of those police or whatever they are. Gentlemen, I'm afraid there isn't much time for pleasantries. The area we're going to is off limits to all but those with Epsilon 5 clearance. That is, no citizen of Automation Town, only a handful of the members of the government even know this place exists. So, are we using DocuSign, PandaDoc, or HelloSign? Given the circumstances, the protocols for granting you this level of access will be expedited. But for now, I need your word that nothing you're about to see will ever become public knowledge. Yes, I understand. Of course, of course. This way. Catastrophic failure of Automation Town's water supply is jeopardizing the entire town. Homes are flooding, businesses are underwater, and before long, entire city blocks could be washed away. We need your help to determine what's happening. How did we get pulled into this mess? 
up, gentlemen. You'll be assigned a terminal from which you can access all of our city's critical infrastructure. Hey, did you see that? What was that? I suggest you start with the utility and water treatment systems, but the issue has been difficult to pin down. Here we are. Gentlemen, your town needs you. Thank you, Mayor. Good. We'll do our best, Mayor. Thank you. Whoa, look at this thing. This is not up to spec. He's an oldie. Do you know what you're doing? Nope. Are you going to stand there and watch us? I think that's a yes. Okay, did you see that room? Yeah, with all the people in it. There must have been that. Uh, how many people? There's hundreds of people in there doing... Ugh. What could they even be doing? What are people doing working 100 feet underground in a space like that? Beats me. The real question is, of all the people to pull into this mess, us? Really? A couple radio show hosts? Well, I guess we've got the show now. They probably think we're experts. Goodness, I'm not the expert. Me neither. I hire experts. Like, I I think I know what's out there, but when I really need expertise, I leave it to the professionals. Do you? How much of your stuff do you DIY? Do you hire stuff out? I think in the beginning, it was a lot. You know, you want to learn so that you know it's possible. And you're so green that you're, you're learning triggers, you're learning actions, you're learning scenarios, you're learning what automation looks like. Everything's DIY. You're YouTubing it, you're figuring out what's possible, and you get stuck. I got stuck so many times that I had to hire to learn. So you hired, not necessarily for here's a job, but you hired to get you unstuck? Yeah, how about you? I haven't done as much of the unstuck hiring. And I wish, thinking back, there's definitely situations where I should have, where I got stuck and I abandoned something. And you kind of opened my eyes to hiring from a few situations where you pulled somebody in to set this thing up for you that just would have been a massive lift for you but then you got to cheat off their answers. You got to see how they did it, and that actually super accelerated your learning. And it also showed what was possible in real life because it's all fantasy land when you're thinking about what an automation can do. And you actually see it work, and you're like, uh-oh, this can be pretty dangerous. Yeah. So fast forward you know, a couple years, and, and now we have a team of like no-code development, uh, low-code development people, and there's product managers, there's a bubble developer, there's an automation specialist, there's a you know quasi-CTO who's just helping with absolutely everything. And like this little team is so powerful. And I would never have even thought about putting that together if it wasn't for those first couple people that unstuck me. How much do those people know about public work? <laughs> and how to get us out of here? How do we hire an expert right now? I, my phone doesn't have signal. I think we're stuck. Yeah. It's interesting. When I've heard you talk about hiring in the past, I always think of hiring as like, it's my job to define a scope, be explicit as I can about this specific thing that I need, and then I cut them loose. But I think yours, it's almost like on a more micro scale, like, hey, set up this little thing for me, and then I'm going to learn from it, and then I'm going to tinker with it myself. It's almost just like that buddy coming alongside you to get you over the hump. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a secret power, being able to call on all of these different people around the internet to to help you get unstuck. And what I did wasn't intelligent at all. 
it was really just define what I needed and I put it out to the internet. It's worth thinking through this because I think most people have done some stumbling around with their own stuff. But, but right now I think honestly, most people have never hired somebody to come in and either help them on a project or help them get over this little hump. What are the situations we ought to be mindful of where we should consider hiring? Is it like you've been stuck over a certain amount of time? Like what are all those circumstances where maybe you need to think about pulling in the big guns? Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because I was a horrible sort of ROI calculator Yeah. when I was deciding whether or not I should keep going yeah. or stop and ask for help. Smarter me says, if the ROI is there on the problem you're trying to solve and you can hire somebody to get there faster, go for it. But if the ROI is very non-existent or negative, you might have to decide if this is something you want for education purposes and you're willing to do it, or do you just stop and move on to something else? It's really hard for, for a lot of people, including me. I think that's an interesting caveat though, is like, it's also an investment in yourself. So if it's something where, oh man, I've encountered that five times in the past, maybe I don't have like a pipe and hot situation or use case for it right now, but this would be a really good thing to have in my tool belt down the road. Uh, you could almost think of it like a, from kind of a building block standpoint, like is it a fundamental that could unlock a bunch more things for you down the road? And maybe if there isn't an immediate ROI for it, still could be worth doing. You've been working in this for a few years, you've been putting out a lot of videos, and I'm sure you've gotten stuck a few times. Oh yeah, just the other day. Spent what? Remember I spent all night stuck on that automation? I remember. Remember we had to pop into beans and more the other morning because I was so tired? Yeah, no, it's, it happens all the time. I still don't have a good mental ROI calculator. I don't know how much of it's because I'm bad at it and how much of it's because I just, I enjoy the problem solving. But yeah, if there's something I need to do more of, I think it's probably like finding the expert for different types of tech who are happy to come in and spend an hour or two with me to help me get over that thing. It's rare that I get more than like four hours into a project anymore these days, but even conceptually, if I need help thinking through the problem and the best way to do it, being quicker to pull in an expert is probably going to save me a bunch of time. One thing that I think is sometimes lost with this like no code automation stuff is it's still development and you still have to think like a developer. There's still a good way and a bad way to solve the same problem and a way to make your life as easy as possible. And sometimes tapping an expert, they're going to solve a problem a different way than you. And it could be a much more robust way, something that's easier to maintain mm -hmm. longer term. But unless you do that, you never get that exposure. Especially if you've only been at it for a little while, they're going to see things 10,000 kilometers down the road that you wouldn't see. What I wouldn't do for one of those experts right now. How's that coming along there? <laughs> I'm completely lost in these old computers. Maybe I could slip out to get a better look at that room. Are you kidding me? Aren't you curious? When are we ever gonna be back down here again? I'm gonna go over there, start a conversation with the policeman, try to keep his attention. So, you work down here much? Yep, yep. No, I was just looking for a restroom or a break room. You got a snack machine around here? A little sparkling personality that guy's got. So, experts. Yeah. Where do you usually go to hire people? Like, how do you how do you find those friends that you can pull in? I don't know. I wouldn't say usually, but I can tell you where I did. The first stop was Upwork because I thought that that would have the most diversely technically uh, available group of people on a dime. 
right? It's one of the biggest marketplaces in the world for, for tech talent. Okay. So I threw up a, an account, was super surprised at how cheap it was. And I think it was like a 14 or 30 day trial. And it went really well. I think I put something out into the world and within eight hours, I probably had 30 people had applied just because I put a fixed price on it. Wow. The next time I had a big problem with scraping websites, I wasn't smart enough to figure out how to use Python to get that working. There was some pretty complex stuff. So I ended up hiring a guy off uh, Fiverr and I think he's from Estonia. Mm -hmm. And I've used him maybe four times since. And he has, doesn't give me discounts or anything, but he remembers me and he knows we pay well for like a fixed price, hmm. you know, deliverable. So that's cool. he's pretty happy to do the work pretty quickly. Do you ever hire for that temp type of work? Yeah. Where I have, I've poked around the same places, Upwork and Fiverr. Upwork and Fiverr work a little different. Upwork is more like, I'm going to put out this job and describe it and then invite people to this job. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Fiverr is kind of gig-based where they put out these gigs. If that's what you want, you complete the form. But almost everybody on Fiverr says, message me before you complete the thing. And then like you figure out this custom offer around the side. Yeah, I've struggled a little bit with Upwork, like not knowing what the right thing to do do is like put out a job with a fixed price versus like just try to track down the right person hourly. Yeah, it's, I've kind of struggled with that, but yeah, I usually go one of those two places. What I'd really love to get to is like having that expert for different types of things. So you've got your scraping person. I want someone who can like set up custom API calls for me in Zapier. So like, I want to get at this thing in their API that the Zapier connector won't let me get to. Making a custom API call is a pretty big lift for me. But if somebody can set it up for me and then I can like clone that zap and save it and never touch it, then I can tinker with it and break it and make it do exactly the thing that I need. That's a really good investment of time and money. They've set that thing up for me that's now reusable. I can keep coming back to it. I didn't have to figure it out myself. Those have been some of my most positive experiences where somebody can lay the groundwork for me and then I'm able to do a bunch more myself on top of it. Those have probably been the best experiences? Do you have any like best practices? What are things that went well and maybe things that didn't go well? The things that went well were the fixed price contracts. Mm. You mentioned you were struggling a bit with the hourlies. I did too. I put one up where I said something like maximum 20 hours. And I just th I picked a rate that made no sense. And this goes back to all of the hourly pricing issues that occur when you're looking for a fixed outcome and you're trying to price it hourly and really smart person gets it done in two and not so smart one gets it done in 20. Yeah. The worst ones, the ones that didn't really even deliver, but I had to pay were the ones that were hourly. So yeah, pro work with a fixed price and a fixed deliverable and a fixed date and con hourly rates. It's not to say hourly rates can't work, but it just didn't work for what we were looking for. And I wonder what it's like for the freelancer or for the company or for the person that you've hired, is it okay to have 50 clients that call you and they need something and you bill them based off of one of those two or three methods of a day rate or an hourly rate or a project rate? Um, is that okay? Uh, I, I, I don't know. And I kind of worry that if you, if you, you, you get that one person, what happens if they just don't want to do the work anymore? So Fiverr, Upwork, sounds like we're both coming to the same place. Anything else you've dug into? I tried to grab a bunch of communities. So we would be doing ourselves a huge disservice if we didn't mention MakerPad, mm. which is essentially the biggest biggest community out there. Yeah. There's a couple that have popped up around no code and low code, right? For for low code you've got, you know, Aaron and Connor who put out their their community. Yeah. There's this called Code Meets No Code. Then there's a couple there's one in Canada called No Code North, 
Webflow has a great community. Zapier has a great community. Indie Hackers is one of the biggest and oldest communities for, for people to look for, for, for answers. Facebook groups are out there galore. I even joined the No Code Founders Slack group oh, cool. where you get to just chat back and forth and they have channels for each of the apps. So Bubble and Zapier and Integramat and all kinds of stuff, Webflow. But there was a, another place we tried and it was called Heap, H-E-E-P.so. And it was a no code agency where freelancers can go sign up and then a company like us can go put our project in and then it gets sent out to the right uh, freelancers and they sort of bid on it and you go through that platform in order to get sort of pre-vetted good people which you might not get if you were going through the upwork way or you might depending on how on how they're ranked so it's like a more curated like matchmaking service where you come to them with your problem and they probably help you even refine your problem a little bit and exactly what you need and match with the right person yeah it's great do you think they have any people that know public works i would hope so could really use them now if we could just get through on the cell phone how are things going over there it's so weird i can just see where everything is stopped like all at once the valve on the main line that supplies water to the whole town like normally opens and closes dynamically based on how much water the town is using yeah it just stopped in that wide open position and all the fire hydrants exploded it's almost like wait they gave us access to the public works make account right yeah do you remember what that password was it was password one two three i'm in scenarios flow control variables the make scenario that controls the master valve yep look at the history there it is we we need to tell the mayor tell him we need the mayor now we know what's happening Oh, it's a call sign. They figured it out. Send Jade. What is it? What's happening? That automation that controls the master valve stopped at 9.18 this morning. Look at the history. It drops straight off. That explains why the flow valve stopped working. But why did it stop? Click organization. Look at that. They ran out of operations. They ran out of operations? You telling me this entire disaster happened because this make account? Ran out of monthly operations? Not just that, look over here. There's a spike. Where did the spike come from? Click this. Enhance. See, right there. What is that? At 9.15, a new scenario was created. That consumed- Holy cow. That's where all their operations went. Chad, who created that scenario? JM. JM. Gentlemen. Whoa. An update? Mayor, we figured it out. You did? Do you have- a credit card on you. Oh, hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, guys. Did you hear about the water? Yeah. Oh, did we? Yes, we did hear about it. Is everything all right over at your place? Yeah, a little water damage, nothing too serious, but a bunch of stores downtown were literally underwater. What an absolute mess. How did something like this even happen? That's the million dollar question. It absolutely should have never happened. There's no reason this needed to happen. People's lives were put at risk. It all smells a little fishy to me too. Well guys, we're 30 seconds out till showtime. Are we really gonna do this right now? Are people gonna tune into a stupid radio show with everything that's going on? It might be what they need right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd plan to speak to you tonight about automation, but I think it's 
worth first addressing the events of today. We know many of you are hurting right now, experiencing loss, even tragedy. For a few moments today, we were robbed of the security and comfort of our lives here in Automation Town. The safety of belonging in a community of like-minded and forward-thinking citizens. We just want to say something to the people of Automation Town. Accidents happen. Mistakes will be made even by the incredibly talented, brave people in this town. But incidents like today require investigation. When the security of our town is called into question, it's our job, it's our leadership's job to step up and provide answers. What exactly happened today? And how can we ensure that it never happens again? Automation Town is hosted by Chad Davis and Jason Statz and edited by Paul O'Mara. Share your problems with us on Twitter at Chad Davis. Is it just Chad Davis? And J Stats CPA. Yeah. So there's a J Stats S T double A T S. It's a palindrome, but it has CPA at the end, so it's not a palindrome. Right. So if we're following along, J S T A A T S. And if you're enjoying the pod, please leave Automation Town a review by submitting a note in person at the Automation Town Civic Center. Or by sending us a fax at 555-947-Doom.